Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode, One and a Half Asians Podcast. I am Wu Yi, and I'm joined, as always, by Cody Goodale. Did you ever find out about that? Uh, I know you said, like, after work, you're planning on doing the, was it, Skip the Dishes? Yeah. Did you ever find out about that? Uh, they got back to me, and then they were like, your insurance is going to inspire in November. I said, yeah, but, like, I'm going to get new papers. Yeah. And they said, well, we can't, like, set you up if your insurance is going to expire within that. So when your papers come, resubmit your application. That's dumb. Yeah. That was, uh, it was annoying enough that I don't know if I'll go through that process again (laughs) when the new papers come. They just lost a reliable driver. And then, like, I actually started looking into Skip the Dishes subreddit. And, like, within the last six months, they've kind of changed the structure of, of the fees to the point where it's may or may not make you money, depending on where you are and what time of day. And oh. They also, instead of... I was under the impression that, like, if I could work for 30 minutes, I could, like, turn my app on and work for 30 minutes. Yeah. But, like, you have to sign up for, like, shifts, like, oh. 5.30 to 7 on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I was like, that's not how I wanted this to work. That sucks. If I wanted scheduled shifts, I would just get a second job. I liked the idea of being like, lying in bed and being like, man, I'm super wide awake. I'm going to go make money for an hour. Yeah. Well, you can just go hiking after work all the time, since you have experience hiking in extreme cold weather as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's There's lots of different things I can do. That's cool. I've actually started looking for work. Yeah? Just something I can do. Because, you know, like you remember, I I still have to sell that house that I bought. Yep. So financing for that is going to be a little difficult, especially since Esther's the only one working. Yeah. And she's on mat leave right now, so they take that into consideration as well. Saying she's not making the income that she used to make yeah. while she's on leave. I'm like, yeah, but she's going back in January. Yeah. Which is almost, so I almost thought, here. Yeah, which is right around the corner. But <laughs> with anything, they just want to see current income and it going into your account. So yeah. I was like, you know what? If I have to just do it to get yeah, financing to properly it. and secure it. And the worst case scenario is we might have to just close on it and then sell it after. In that case, yeah, then we re- kind of need some income coming in right now. Yeah. So... I've been actually looking at a lot of sales jobs. I'm not sure if I'll do well in those, but... I think that just, those are good life skills to have. Yeah, I thought the same way too. I mean, I'm not the young kid I used to be either. And I figure my personality should... At least people might trust me if they talk to me. Yep. So I looked at either selling furniture. (laughs) Yeah, like where? Like at at the brick. I've seen a lot. Like as soon as you type in sales sales for like the Indeed job search app yeah. like all these furniture places like leon's the brick yeah um Lastman bad boys all yep. came up so i was like whatever i'll just apply to all of them and see how it goes mm-hmm. and then the last few that i've applied to were car dealerships like a kia dealership <laughs> as a car salesman and a mercedes dealership yeah and like yeah, this would be interesting as well do you know anything about cars i love cars but not i guess specifically models yeah but if i had to learn up 
on them or like educate myself on them i'm sure that would be kind of a fun process yeah because it's not boring to me and i like kia cars kia would be a cool place you know <laughs> why the wouldn't kia you work for corner. bmw you got the, the family strings yeah but they i guess the higher up like higher up brands they want a few years uh, yeah more experience especially like all the ones that i've looked at have saying like mercedes or bmw or audi they're like four years plus of experience in sales yeah and a track record of like goals that you've met or mm-hmm. sales goals that you've met which i have none of. yeah and i kind of just made up my last experience working at my dad's store as a sales associate yeah and just kind of boosted up my resume a little bit for that but what do you be a bartender <laughs> that'd be funny that'd be cool i'd come drinking and work with i've seen those ones too like a lot of um not bartenders but restaurant servers well i think you're i mean i shouldn't say think i am absolutely certain you're smart enough to do it um bartender make, bartender or server and you make good money you can only work two or three shifts a week and make good money mm-hmm. like thursday friday saturday those would be your biggest money makers, depending on the, the location. Yeah, so I've been looking into those. The car, to sell a car, I didn't think you need you actually needed a license for anything, but I think they just implemented this. It's like an OMVIC. It's like an it's a license to sell vehicles. Hmm. And I went to their website, and it was more along the lines of just how to treat a customer and yeah. how to do it in a Respectful. respectful manner and not have any conflicts of interest which I think by the looks of it you can do it in one day like there's a college you can do it oh at. it's like a certification or a certificate yeah it costs 250 bucks ask my dad about that no they didn't have it during his time yeah but I like think. I'd like to get his point of view on that concept I think it's so dumb <laughs> it is like, why do you dumb. need a license to sell a car soon they're gonna make you get a license to sell furniture really no i'm just oh. assuming <laughs> it has to deal with it like ontario so i'm assuming ontario is going to find some way to find yeah to get to more money, money from you because they already have tons of sales like, why not we make some money off these people yeah require them to pay for something every two years yeah ridiculous no one's calling me back yet though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well it's like, a sales job boo you got to call and pitch yourself I was thinking about that too, actually. Just going to one of these furniture stores and be like, I applied online. I'd like to speak to the manager and yeah. see if I can start working soon. They might like that. I think they abs- absolutely would like that. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you need to do as a salesman. Salesperson. Sorry if that offended anyone. Salespeople. People Sales coming. human? I even applied to Tim Hortons. Not the storefront over here, but like a warehouse yeah. type job because I don't really want to deal with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On one side, like, okay, if I went into sales, then yes, I'd deal with people, but... Yeah, but it's different whole, retail versus sales. Yeah. It's a big difference. So I applied to Tim Hortons for, like, a few jobs. And one of them was to pack the skids with yeah. all the product that goes to all the different stores that get packed onto the trucks. Yeah. Which I was like, I can do that, like, filling in orders. Yeah. I applied to Amazon, because they have a lot of fulfillment centers around yeah. here. Uh, Why don't you be an Amazon driver? That'll be my last option. Yeah. Driving stresses me out. <laughs> I remember. What kind of hours are you looking for? Morning, night? Doesn't really matter right now. The main objective is while my wife's at home, 
the kids are being taken care of so I can go out and just earn something and make sure we get our finances do your due diligence get it done if I decide to stay after that great if she like when she returns back to work yeah but that'll be something I can decide once I actually get a job yeah I think my gym's hiring for daycare you could get a free membership then you could bring your kids to work (laughs) yeah I looked at like some of the daycare stuff but -hmm. you have to be like licensed on a lot of children and things that I didn't even know even to be like a receptionist yeah even to be like uh, what is it front desk clerk or yeah. something you have to have certifications or experience in child care yeah have ever t- <laughs> have ever told you about my side hustle that i did for a little while no <laughs> i'm uh, super interested <laughs> i don't even remember how it started oh it started with a tweet so somebody posted about uh not being able to do their algebra homework yeah. and uh they would pay someone to do it so i like slid into the dms and was like how much would you pay like, I'll give you $25, like, for the week. I was like, but how would I do it? They were like, it's all online. And, like, it was, like, grade grade 10 algebra. I'm like, done. So it took me maybe 15 minutes for the week of homework. It was, like, multiple choice, like, Sokotoa, cosine law, and all that stuff. So it took me, like, two or three minutes to, like, get back into that groove. But the website had a tutorial if you didn't understand it. So, like... <laughs> it blew my mind that someone wasn't willing to do this work. Bam, $25 through PayPal, but it was American. So it was like 33 bucks. And I was like, tell all your friends. <laughs> For a week. So like, I do, I was making like close to 300 bucks a week. Are you serious? Doing algebra. And then I was like, so I delved into that world of like doing people's homework. So I like specialized in political science essays. And, like, yeah. you could pull four or $500 per essay, depending on how much time you wanted to put it into it. <laughs> it was just like, this is, like, I made close to five grand. That's very lucrative. Yeah. And, like, work at your own pace, go to Starbucks, bring a laptop. Why did you stop doing that? Well, because then I got super busy at work, and I didn't have the uh, mental capacity to, like, dedicate. I would have been like, I quit. I found a new job. <laughs> but, like, you report that? You report that on your income? Yeah. I guess you can just incorporate yourself and say you have, <laughs> you have clients across the border. Yeah. So, but <laughs> it was an interesting like because like my last job it got really slow uh, in the springtime, so yeah. I I was only working twenty hours a week uh, at the restaurant. All those kids are probably like, "Damn it, where did it go?" <laughs> <laughs> well, like I started getting busy around the time that school was out, so like it all worked out. That's yeah. So there's a whole world of side hustles you can actually do it actually so uh one of my favorite authors and podcasters tim ferris has a book called the four hour work week yeah and he talks about um strategically placing yourself in online businesses so he talked about a client of his who moved to south america he didn't specify where and had an online business where he sold um sound effects so like if people wanted to make any kind of podcast or something and they wanted high resolution sound effects they would go to his website and download the pack but he focused specifically on selling in america and in europe so he was making income in american dollars in the euro but he was living in a country where the 
the conversion was so high that like one American dollar was like a week's worth of pay wow. in that country. So he didn't care how much he really sold. If he sold a thousand dollars a month in online sales, then that was great. He could live like a king. <laughs> and I thought, interesting. And that that point was really driven home when, you know, if I got somebody or somebody paid me twenty five dollars to do their homework in Canada, it was twenty five dollars. But just for some unknown reason, if it was across the border in the United States, all of a sudden that became $33. Yeah. Super interesting that you did that. I had no idea. Yeah, man. I was always been looking for a hustle to do because Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, the yep. guy that I yeah. listened to a lot and read his book, he's all about hustling. Yep. And one of his hustles was, if you need money today, then go on Craigslist yep. and find stuff that's free. Because people always have stuff that's free, like a yep. table or an old TV. Yep. If you have a, um, the means to actually go in there and pick it up. Yep. And have an inventory at your own house, post that stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Yep. Facebook Facebook Marketplace, and just flip every single thing that you possibly can, even if it's for like five dollars gain or yeah, $10 but $10 like gain. five dollars off of nothing. Yeah. So he's like, if you need money today, he's like, I guarantee if you do this diligently and just stay on the internet he's like you can make five to ten thousand dollars every few months that's smart so if you like if you had a truck you can pick up bigger things yeah. i've seen a lot of stuff too like i've gone on craigslist even on facebook i've seen treadmills that are for free i've seen workout equipment yeah a that lot are of free. the stuff that's kind of bigger just because people don't want it in their house yeah and i can just, understand that because yeah. i just threw away something in my basement that was workout equipment because I, we just didn't want it there anymore what was it it was an old... Like uh, a universal cable machine? Yeah, and my dad got it from one of his customers, and we never set it up. It yeah. was just... Just taking up well, space. I didn't even know where the parts were for this thing. Uh, they were yeah. just scattered all over the floor. And my, I was like, why did you bring this here, Dad? Or if you're going to bring it here, build it. Yeah. I don't know where anything is now, so we decided to just take it out on those, like Mondays where they take out the big garbage pieces. Why didn't you take it to a scrapper? You could have made a couple hundred bucks. I know. As soon as I put it out, a truck came up to come pick it up. Oh, yeah. Like a guy with a pickup truck. But I understand that. People put stuff like that on for free because yeah. they just want it out of their basement. And they want you to come pick it up. Which is most of the heavy stuff they see. They're like, you must come pick it up yourself. Yeah. It's in the basement or it's in the garage. Could be an interesting thing. I don't know how much you could fit in that small Saturn of yours. but You'd be surprised. <laughs> the seats go down? Seats fold down. Mm-hmm. And actually, you could fold the front seat front passenger seat down to make like a bed i fit like a full eight foot long dresser in that car really yeah well i'm off tomorrow so maybe i'll just i'll run a mental experiment see what's out there on the free section yeah what you think you can actually sell it seems interesting yeah i like the most things i've seen for free are old wooden tables with chairs I would say if you're not if you're into restoring things as well, like if that was my thought process. If you're good with like, sanding stuff down and repainting, and it's something you enjoy doing. I took an entrepreneur class, and part of that course curriculum was you had to set up a business. So that was exactly our business. We took because at the time, there's a business that was in Brawny called My Back Shed, My Back Shed, and all they did was take old furniture and paint it white. That's all they did. So all their furniture inside the place was white. And uh, 
Yeah. So that's exactly what it was myself, yeah. Kalen, and Jesse Ranch. We all band together. We took wooden furniture from the school and painted it white. And the school bought back three of the chairs, and Joy Lee bought the coffee table. <laughs> and she used it as a canvas to paint uh, hands holding a coffee cup and oh, nice. gave it to her mom as a coffee table. <laughs> huh. I'm going to do this. Yeah? Yeah. It'll be your side hustle for your days off? Yeah. I'm sure you have the equipment too, probably, right? Yeah, we've got enough. And like, I've got friends and family who have more and who are in that field of work, so. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Today's episode is how to make money. <laughs> That's a side hustle. And how to do a side hustle. We're your guys. <laughs> you need homework done? Just uh, email me, CodyUGoodale <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, I don't do all subjects, but some subjects I do very well. You found this stuff on you found on, that on one Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah, mm, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how the world works. Woo. I can just imagine it's like these parents paying for their kids to go to school, and then the kids paying me to do their work. It just doesn't benefit them though, especially when it comes to test time or oh, absolutely. It's just, unless it's just all gifted kids that don't need to do their homework. They just think it's a waste of time. You know who was like that in high school? Who? Not, I don't know. He did his homework, but I know someone who didn't take his notes. And that was John Ping. Remember yeah, him? I do. He would never take notes. Anything. It's like he just had a photographic memory. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, no, I already, I, I remember all this stuff. I'm like, huh. <laughs> and then he would still ace everything. So I'm like other people he might just look super lazy yeah he was just sitting back in his chair arms crossed <laughs> i remember i took when we were in grade 11 i took grade 12 calculus with mike burnett and we sat beside each other and at the time there was a video game that was pretty big called advance wars on the game boy yeah. advance and we were both really into it so we spent most of the class playing it in the back <laughs> <laughs> and uh i have this like very distinct memory of the teacher finish like filled the entire chalkboard with the equation and Mike was playing and he just stops and looked up and I kind of scanned the board it took maybe 30 seconds and then he went back to playing and I went did you just like learn that he goes yeah I, I get the concept and he just hmm. learned it he followed the steps and went okay and then that's all he needed yeah I could see that he was a really smart guy. Yeah. Let's keep this podcast, though, on this hide hustle. Yeah? I'm very interested. What other things do you think you, people could do for a side hustle? I remember, I mean, this one, I don't think you can really pull off these days, but back in high school, on, like, the big garbage days, I remember my brother was like, hey, a computer, and he brought it home, downloaded and reinstalled a, a cracked version of Windows, Yeah. and just got it up and running, and then sold it to Jay Mott. <laughs> 150 bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. Because, huh. like, Jay's mom needed something to, like, do emails and surf the internet so it didn't have to be, like, a top-of-the-line computer. It just had to be able to connect to the internet. Yeah. I think that's it, right? Like, finding something, giving it new value, and, and moving it on a side market. If you were really interested in doing that furniture restoration yeah. or, like, any dressers or any stuff like that, that's perfect. Like... 
driving around every two weeks on the Monday. Yeah. Where people throw away big household items. Yep. I see so many tables and so many dressers and so many other things I think you could restore. Yeah. Like a table, like a wooden table with a leg that's broken. Yeah. I'm sure you could take that and do something with it. Yep. Or like a dresser with a wobbly, what do you call that, drawer? Yep. I've seen a lot of those. See, I think that's... I think what you could do is you could get tables that have a little bit more of that old school decoration, like with wavy lines. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those. And then you just replace the wavy line with a modern, clean, straight line, and I think you could sell it. How do you do that, though? Just you just cut out that piece of wood and put in a new piece of wood. Oh, it's not like carved into the wood. I have one that's really old, and it's like it's like in the wood. Well, then you replace that piece of wood. Oh, the front. Yeah, oh, I that's see. what I'm yeah. saying. See, I don't know anything about woodworking. <laughs> like, how do you replace that front, Cody? <laughs> you cut it out and put yeah. a new piece in. Or you put a veneer over it, which is just like a very thin piece of wood that goes over top. And paint. Paint works wonders. There's lots of different things you can do. I was thinking about that steel one that you are talking about, like just take it to the steel yep. lot. And I did ask the guy that was picking up the workout equipment that I was putting out. And he said, last year it used to be 12 cents per pound. Yep. I think that's what he said. Now it's around 6 to 7 cents per pound. Depends on the metal. I know copper fetches like $2.30 a pound. You know what's a good side hustle? Well, that's true, yeah. It's not all just steel. Um, it's quasi-illegal. You, you break into abandoned homes, and you rip out all the wiring and all the copper pop piping. Yeah. That's probably close to four or 500 pounds. Two bucks a pound. Right? And you look at this area where it's just, I'm going to buy this $1 million home, tear it down, build a $4 million home. Do you think the people who bought a $1 million home to tear down are going to save all their copper pipes and wire to get back $1,000? Probably not. Where are you going to find these houses? Well, Wu, this is where you got to look around. That's the hustling part, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's part of the hustle, but it's more about getting yourself into that mindset, finding those opportunities, looking for those opportunities. Speaking of opportunities, across the street... The city of Burlington has planted lavender plants all inside that parking lot. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to go, once we finish recording, and get some lavender. I stopped off at a farmer today on my way home from work, and I bought a kilogram of honey, like local honey, and I'm going to make lavender honey. Yeah. But the downside to that, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be all kind of dusty, all these cars driving around everywhere? And... No? <laughs> <laughs> no. I know. You clean them off, but... Well, you. I went and smelled it. It smells like... Delicious yeah. lavender. That's interesting. Make, make a potpourri, and then I'm gonna check out Michaels, and if they have like a, a candle making kit, I'm gonna make some lavender candles. Get myself started on uh, Christmas season. I hope the city of the Burlington isn't listening, because I want to dig one of the plants up and plant it at home. Would your mom allow that? That's her garden. Yeah, but I think my <laughs> mo- my mom really likes the smell of lavender. I think she'd be fine with it. Plus, it actually matches the the color of lavender matches all the flowers that are. Uh, what are the ones that come back every year? Perennials? Yeah, perennials. Or annuals. Whatever they are. The one that comes back every year? Purple. We don't plant flowers. We plant food. See, oh, that's that something I'd like to food. get into. I'm, why aren't you growing Napa cabbage and then making kimchi? You should grow peppers and cabbage 
and then make kimchi, sell it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. Of course it's not. It was a great idea, Wu. No, I just tell my mom, though. And she, <laughs> I need you to make this so I can sell it. <laughs> you would have to cut her in on the product, Wu, but yes. It was very important, Mom. I need it done by tomorrow. She usually stays up all night to do. Yeah. Like, it's a long, yeah, long It's definitely process. laborious, but big batch work. You do three or four batches, and then... That's what it is at the crane market. If you see their packaging for some of their kimchi that they sell, yeah, it's made in their basement. Yep. And when I was really young, I walked into the, uh, in Toronto. We used to shop at a crane market there, yep. and I used to always go to the basement just because I had to always. I was go a peeing machine, him? yeah, and I would always see these old Korean grandmas just down there. <laughs> it's like a factory. Like five of them just lined up making kimchi, washing the cabbage and packaging it all up. <laughs> and I was like, "What is this?" They're slaves. Are they slaves or are they industrious people? Or maybe it's their side hustle. And they were making tons of money because we were buying it. Yep. Or other people were buying it. My dad refuses to buy because he still thinks it's too expensive. I mean, it is expensive, but that's because he was spoiled with people making it for him. Yeah. Mom still makes it. My mom always complains about how tired she is, but she's still... When your mom makes it, does she put it in a clay pots? No. Does she bury it in the backyard? No. Damn. She's not that old school. But we have... I was going to just come start digging up in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> finally! Finally get to try this kimchi! <laughs> it's there somewhere, Cody. <laughs> she used to make a lot of stuff. Yeah? Like, like, um, gochujang. She used to make it herself. Really? But big, huge, huge tubs of it. We used to have this big tub where we, she used to bathe us when we were babies. Yeah. Once we're done bathing, yeah, not like I mean, like yeah. years after, yeah, yeah. not like right. It after was repurposed. Yeah, she used that thing to make a full big tub of hot sauce and. Wow, I want to know how it's done. It's a very long process, and like yeah, it's fermented. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like a big tub of just red deliciousness paste. Yeah, and she would bottle that up into big jars, and then our basement was full of Korean goodness. My dream. Is like my goal is to have this big, enormous walk-in pantry of things like gochujang, fermented, shelf-stable that I make in a big batch, and that way, whenever I feel like cooking, what I, no matter what I think of, I have it. Yeah, I could just go and get it. Yeah, all that stuff gets better with age. Exactly. Uh, this podcast has got me thinking, though, Cody. Yeah. Yeah. But what? Side hustles. <laughs> I still want to think about more side hustles. That's all I'm thinking about right now. More side hustles, eh? Yeah. I think you just have to break it down simply. Like, what are people willing to pay for? And it's stuff they don't want to do. Or, what are you willing to do that other people aren't? So, what about, like, going to Value Village, finding clothes that seem reasonable, and selling them on Marketplace for a profit? I remember I went to value village the one time and they had like on the men's rack of jeans it was racks of brand new jeans like still had the levi store tag on and then they had the the uh, value village tag on top of it and like the value mm-hmm. village price was half of the suggested retail yeah I'm like why didn't i just buy this and sell it for the full price you know one hustle that i did it's not really a hustle because i didn't make any money off doing it but i saw <laughs> this from an asian movie um, 
I think it was called Better Luck Tomorrow. Okay. This Asian movie. And one of the troublemaking Asian kids in there used to go to... Uh, used to go to an electronics store. And... No, one of them used to work at the electronics store. And on products that people bought, they would put a sticker on it, right? Yeah. So he stole that... Um, he roll stole that roll of stickers and then every time he went to the store he would steal an item put it under his shirt take it home put the sticker on bring it back and be like I don't have the receipt can I get some store credit and then he would buy all, all right. that stuff back kind of legitimately not legitimately of yeah. course so I'm not proud of this but just to test out the theory on like a controller okay so I took a controller off the shelf took it to customer service and said I'd like to return this but I don't have the receipt and they you gave me store credit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it worked. So you walked in. Yes. Walked over to the where the controller was. Yes. Picked it off the rack. Yes. Walked to the customer service. Yes. And said, I would like to return this. Yes. <laughs> and they gave me store credit. That's really funny, Woo. But I was very smart about this. It was during Christmas time. And... Oh, when yeah, people yeah. are returning tons and tons of stuff, yeah, you ha- like you had to do it this time because if you bring something in that you're returning, yeah, they'll ask to see what it is and then they'll put a, their own sticker on it, yeah, or they'll direct or they'll escort you to customer service. Yep. But I was somehow smart enough during that time to think, okay, I have to do it during Christmas. Yeah, when they're overwhelmed. When they had just lineup and lineup of people returning stuff. So, within the, all that madness, I would just grab two controllers. And go just stand in the line. Yeah. And if any cameras were on me, they would be like, "Oh, he's going to talk to customer service about this." Yeah. Little do they know, I'm getting money, getting money that way, and then buying them legitimately, <laughs> because I wanted, <laughs> I wanted wireless controllers for my Xbox. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have any money to buy this. Yeah. And I remember the movie, and then I went to the store to do it, <laughs> and it's not one of my proudest moments, but I was kind of proud when I actually did it. Yeah looking back i'm like if my kids ever did that i would (laughs) put a beating on them but (laughs) i'm sure sure it still works to this day i'm sure it's it's hit and miss but you can probably pull it off there's a lot of stuff you can do that you just if you're willing me i'm not willing anymore to do that kind of stuff obviously because i don't want to so you want your side hustle to be legitimate yeah heard that's just a funny side hustle that i did to not, not make money, just get stuff that I wanted. Yeah. I had a similar kind of concept when I was at Laurier. The Sobies put it in one of your uh, scan your own grocery stations. Mm-hmm. So I used to go to the meat section and grab steak, and then I would go to the bulk section and I would weigh the steak and then type in the code for oats, print a sticker, and put it over top of the sticker yeah. on the package for steak. So instead of $20 for a package of three steaks, I was buying like eight and a half ounces of oats, which was yeah. like a couple pennies. And then you'd scan out, but the weight matches. Yeah. And then yeah. you just put it in the bag and nobody's really watching closely because I would go, it closed at 10. So I would go 930 when there's only the one cashier who was at the opposite Ooh. end of where the self cashier checkout was. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, was, I was listening on the radio to... But a few years ago, and they're like, you won't guess what one of the most stolen items in a grocery store is. And then they're like, da 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 It's meat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how do people steal meat? <laughs> like, it's it's big. 
Yep. But you're I not know. actually stealing it, though. You're actually just... I'm just paying a very reduced you're just, cost. You're just doing a, a little bit smarter way of doing it. Yep. So... <laughs> <laughs> We don't we don't recommend people do these kind We're of things. We're not condoning. I mean, that was when I was young and I can't do it anymore. Like, do you know what I get nervous about when I go to self checkout? Is just typing in zero for how many plastic bags I've gotten. <laughs> yeah, same. I do it so quickly, and then I just get out of there. And like um, you start coughing. <laughs> <laughs> how many plastic bags? And I just I look for that person who's watching everyone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if she's there, I'll just be like zero. And the one person when they actually stand beside me because they think I need help, I'm like, God damn it. I have to actually type in how many bags that I've gotten. Ooh, why don't you just bring linen bags? I know. I do. But they always end up staying in the car. That, I have that, that exact same problem. <laughs> I get to the cash and I'm like, damn it. I don't want to put anything back either. Yeah. So I go to the self-checkout instead. Yep. And try to get the free bags. And then the odd time. You get caught. I get caught and I get so, so mad for having to pay five cents a bag. My mom at home has a full cupboard full of thousands of plastic bags yeah well i think this one's been a fun one cody yeah talking about side hustles and how to make a little bit of extra cash yeah and the illegal things we did when we yeah. were younger. we didn't even talk about me selling pot <laughs> maybe we'll save that for next time yeah after the 17th all right everyone i hope you enjoyed today's podcast uh this is woo signing out cody signing out talk to you guys next week bye